Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. Hi, everyone. So today I have a fantastic group of ladies joining me to chat about solo dating. What it is. Who does it? How do you even do it? And why would you do it? Can you do it? And should you do it? All questions that I'm sure we'll cover in the discussion that we have here today. So today I have got um, four ladies with me who are going to chat about solo dating. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hi. Hi. (laughs) Okay. So let's go straight into it then. Solo dating. What is it? Who wants to start? I'm happy to start. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks. Yep. I'm Danielle from Sydney. Um, and I guess I think uh, solo dating is a very personal thing. Um, for me, it's a combination of self-love and self-care. Um, and it's something that I try to practice, um, not always actually Um, in a physical way but it's more kind of the language I use to myself and the things I do and the way I do them so even if it's like I got to put a hair treatment on rather than just doing it as um, something I need to do for my hair I rephrase it in my head and go no I'm going to do this because I'm looking after myself and this is what I need and this is what I deserve but I guess essentially for me it's trying to treat myself the way I would treat someone else if I was falling in love with them. So I try and tell myself nice things. I try and make time for myself and do nice things for myself on, on the reg, but very consciously. And although I hate the word mindfully. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, look, solo dating for me was a completely new concept until um, I read about it on single mum vine. God loves single mum vine, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, I, I suppose I was doing it myself anyway, um, where taking myself off to the movies and, you know, mm. going and getting a facial, or getting my nails done or whatever, and just doing something nice for me. Yeah, Absolutely. I definitely, um, I'm Emily, by the way, from Sydney as well. Um, and I definitely started off doing it without realizing I was doing it very similarly where you know in the beginning it was little things it was maintenance things you know go and get my hair done or go and get my nails done and then it became I really want to do that thing that everybody's talking about or that new restaurant that's opened or I really want to try that walk that people are doing but I don't really have anyone to do it with or if I do have someone to do it with I don't actually feel like organizing it and talking to someone because I'm I'm depleted I'm worn out from Mm. my week with three kids and work and whatever so it was like you know what I can just do this myself and I don't need somebody to be there to do that and it was quite a scary sort of um, step at first to get over that hump of going out and doing something that generally in society we assume that people would have company to do Um, particularly eating out I think movies and walks and stuff were easier to start with because it's not so obvious you're by yourself. Um, whereas when I sort of started going to actual restaurants by myself, that became a thing that I really had to um, take a big brave step and do because it's quite obvious you're by yourself. Mm. Um, but it's it's so right, exactly what Danielle said about that time and attitude towards yourself that you're actually not just going and doing something for yourself. It's the mentality around it that yeah. this is a space for me. I think it's exactly. finding getting that confidence back in yourselves after going through um, whether it's divorces or breakups or anything like that. It's really imperative that we do um, latch onto that mindset of self-love and internally looking at ourselves and getting that confidence to go out and do things. It's not so much like, oh, is my hair done perfectly or is my makeup done perfectly for that person? What is he going to say or how is he going to react or anything like that as well? So it's, um, and I understand that everyone's relationships were different. Um, but I do feel that it does, it is an internal journey uh, for yourselves. Yeah. And it was for myself too, to say, hey, it is okay, you know, if you want to get your hair done the way you want it done. It's okay to go to the movies by yourself. It's okay to go to that restaurant. It's okay. Take a book to a cafe if you want to. It's 
getting out of that comfort zone and that um, train of thought to what are other people going to think? How are other people going to react if I'm sitting somewhere by myself reading a book? It's getting into that sense of in your own skin, it going internally, sitting in your power and going, you know what, this is me. This yeah. is my journey. No one's going to know my journey or what I'm going through or what I've been through because you're not there. You're not me. So I'm okay to sit here and do this. So it's just more so getting out of that mind frame of the judgment or what people would other, other people would think per se, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I've got to say, though, I mean, I know you sit there. I know there's some people who would sit there and go, oh, you know, everybody's looking at me because I'm at the restaurant on my own or whatever. But actually, nobody cares. That's the thing. That's the point you've got to get to, Claire. Absolutely. Nobody cares. Nobody. Somebody might go, oh, look, that lady's on her own or whatever. But they don't really care. And they don't really. They're more involved with their own lives and what's going yeah. on with themselves. They're not sitting mm. judging. Um, yeah, and if right. they are sitting judging, then it's more about their issues Correct. than anything about you. So, it's inter- you know. It's interesting you say that because the only two times I have ever had anybody say anything to me were both positive comments, both from yeah. young women who both were like, I one said to me, I didn't realise you can go out by yourself. That's oh. really amazing. And yeah. I felt so proud that... I had, you know, role modelled in a way, not intentionally, mm-hmm. how to care for yourself to a young, another young woman, you know. Absolutely. And then, and then the other one was an older lady and she was like, so good to see you outside. We don't need a man, do we now? <laughs> 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 so, you know, as much as we internalise that people are judging us, in actual yeah. fact, some of the time we're actually setting a really good example and we're, you know, we're empowering other women to do the same and to change that view in society that you need a partner to go out, mm. you know. Yeah, mm, I Absolutely. agree, I agree. Lauren, what what are you, what is it for you? What um, is solo dating for you? Oh, all those things that all the other ladies spoke about and I suppose, I mean, I've been solo for two years now and much the same as Emily said before, I didn't realise I was doing it. And then I saw Danielle's post and I was sort of having a giggle to myself. <laughs> you know, we go from being coupled and then we go to uncoupled and then we somehow find our crown. And, yeah, you know, yeah. everybody's asking all the time, have you got a boyfriend? Have you this? And then it is about everybody else's perspective. And I was so caught up in everybody else's perspective and not wanting to do that at all, not wanting to have to be somebody else's um, person and take on their emotion. Mm-hmm. And then when I gave up and just went, like gave up the idea of worrying about what everybody else thought and started doing everything for myself, I had a conversation with my daughter and I, she was like, you're being selfish, mum. And I was like, but she didn't mean it. My daughter's very straight. Like she didn't mean it like you're being selfish, mum. She was like, when I'm not with you do you just worry about you and I was like yes yes yeah. that's so good mum that's so good so I when I say selfish to people they go oh that's not great but it's things like Danielle said hair treatments mm, yeah. hiking eating at restaurants by myself doing yeah. the things I want having the goals I want and just being selfish mm, and yeah. that that selfish thing sorry isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing you know no, it's no. not that particularly women, we're taught that we live our lives in service to other people, to our children, to Mm -hmm. our elderly parents, to the community. You know, we Mm -hmm. often work in service roles as well. And changing that mentality that we are entitled to be a bit selfish and that is actually really healthy and, you know, that's a great thing. Yes. Yeah. I think it's also about giving yourself permission. Like because we've denied, you know, we've denied ourselves a lot because we're in that role of service and dedicated mm-hmm. to our kids and our family. Yeah. And then there's a huge transition, a kind of earthquake, if you like, when that mm. changes and it becomes just us, but mm-hmm. it's about, that's also an opportunity to just redefine everything because we're the ones setting the goalposts. We're the ones creating the rules, not having to pander to anyone else. And it actually oh, creates the space to step back, have a look, reevaluate, and are things working you know, well enough, are we being kind of, you know, looked after in, in that situation? And I don't think any of us were, you know, we obviously weren't with our partners, which was why we left. And it gives us an opportunity to, to redefine that and 
give ourselves permission to ask for what we need to do the things we want to not give a fuck when people yeah. judge us yeah. uh, and and to just be our own cheerleaders and yep. fall in love with ourselves because that's right we were we were talking about sex in the city when we were kind of getting ready for this call and when the series wrapped up there was an amazing scene where she was walking down the streets in new york and she said i'm in a really deep and meaningful relationship now and it's it's with myself and it yeah. is the longest relationship we ever have you know it's Absolutely. cheesy but it's true mm-hmm. 100% agree on that danielle Absolutely. yeah like i yeah i do agree and it's it's <laughs> for me it's nice to actually be in control yes. um, of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, and one of my favourite things is sitting in a cafe with a coffee, mm. people watching, because oh, yeah. I like actually yeah. watching other people's <laughs> lives. Maybe I'm just nosy, I don't know, but, like, I just like, and, uh, you know, I like I like sitting in a bar and going, they're on a Tinder date, or, <laughs> oh, God, like, he's been stood up, or, and I make all these stories up in my yeah. head. But I don't have to converse with anyone else. I can make oh. the stories up myself, which is great. There's a podcast episode there, Claire, surely. Oh, my God. Don't go there. <laughs> Not my made-up stories. Oh, dear. <laughs> you would not want to hear about my made-up stories in my head. It might be a oh. book. I yeah, think it must, it's a book. I think it's better a book, actually. Um, I'm not sure anyone would want to. I'm not sure I can get anyone to act them out. So, um, yeah, no, that would, that would be an interesting. I'd have to You're definitely not alone. You're definitely not alone in that. I've been on a Tinder date and had a young drunk girl come up to me and say, you guys are on a Tinder date. Oh, no. That's a podcast in itself. Oh, my God. I've got some bad ones. So, okay, so I go go and stalk people in coffee shops and um, and, and bars and stuff and, like, make stories up in my head like some freaky stalker woman. But, like, what are you you guys? Give me some examples. Um, Give the listeners some examples of what you do for... Solo dating. I've got a funny one. Okay. (laughs) So um, I'm a freelancer and I've got three kids. So like I'm pretty stretched. I'm I'm time poor like most of us. Um, So from a logistical point of view, and this is, I guess, the the conscious mindful aspect of it is quite new for me. I've just rephrased it in my head. So I'm still kind of flexing my muscles and learning how I can do this in a practical, Mm -hmm. physical sense. And I'm not yet going to pubs and bars by myself and eating yeah. out just because like I'm time poor as well. Yeah. And oh, I've got yeah. my little one. So it, practically it's difficult for me. But I suppose the point I'm trying to make is that I think this is really accessible for all women, no matter what their situation is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be a physical thing where you're actually going on a date with yourself. It could be right tonight. I'm going to take a half an hour and it's going to be my half an hour. I'm going to shut the door and you do whatever it is you like, whether it's Mm -hmm. an amazing face pack, you know, whether it's something a lot more personal or whether it's a hair treatment or, you know, you take an extra 10 minutes to do your makeup beautifully, or you give yourself a good blowjob. It could be that simple that you work into your daily practice, or it could be, which is one of the things I do. I have a chat with myself in the car. Sometimes if I've had a really great day, I talk to myself, like I'm talking to that person I'm falling in love with, you know, you were great today. It was really nice hanging out with you. And just, I have a little chat with myself and it really, it just lifts me and it's a very conscious thing then. It's not all the time, but you can practice it in any way that works for you, whether yeah. it's just speaking it, whether it's going out to a restaurant, whether it's getting your nails done, it doesn't have to be big. And I think if all women start thinking about this, they could really start giving yeah. themselves more permission and and treating themselves, whether it is just patting yourself on the back and going, do you know what? I loved hanging out with you today. You did a great job. You're killing it. You know, mm. all the kids are happy and fed. Just reminding yourself of all the gold you're kicking. Yeah. Oh, I Absolutely. Look, I, I agree. But it looks you. weird when no, I'm well, yeah. in the car. Oh. <laughs> it might be Bluetooth. Who knows, Danielle? Yeah, no, yeah, you might be on this the phone. Day and age, this day and age, yeah. You could be on the phone. Honestly, it's yeah. all good. Um, I just want to touch base just quickly on that when you're saying being kind to yourself. And that is something that, take it does take time I want to say to women that it does take time um to train yourself as well um to speak kind words to yourself exactly what Danielle was saying before when she was saying nice things about herself um there is obviously psychological um facts and so it's backed by scientific facts as well but speaking such kind words to yourself 
um, really releases those endorphins within yourself and you become more motivated and more positive um, with not just in yourself, but then you start to action a lot more things um, externally as well as internally as well, just by speaking those, you know, kind words, just acknowledging yourself even in the mirror. I know that's a hard thing for women mm. um, to look at themselves and go, yes, I am beautiful because you don't know what situation they've come out of. That was my personal mm, experience. Yep. It was a struggle to begin with to going, oh, I am beautiful. Um, mm. You know, oh, no, there is nothing wrong with me. You know, I was doing body sculpting. I was 52 kilos. I was a size eight. I was the one that used to have fake eyelashes, fake um, hair extensions, the spray tans and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't till it was a breakup that it all came to revolution, that that was a mask that I was hiding behind, not mm. being my true authentic self. And that's when it was a journey to um, get into the mindset to start speaking nicely to yourself because I realised um, that when you don't start saying positive things, not just about yourself, but you'll also find that you pick up, you start um, not deterring, but removing yourself away from toxicity people and situations and things as well and everything does start become a lot more positive um it's on reframing your adventure it? journey yeah. if that makes sense yeah you're putting saying, the framing on yeah it's yeah. just more so speaking kindly to yourself because what yeah. you put out um of your mouth it's sort of like a harvest what you sow is what you reap sort of scenario yeah as well so don't be too hard on yourself that you've got to look bang on look there's days that I'm sure each oh. one of you have looked in the mirror and go heck yeah bang on today babe <laughs> let's go out shopping doesn't matter what size you are yeah. the fact of the matter is it's how you carry yourself in the sense of your 100%. confidence internally it's not externally you could walk around with no figure makeup but still be standing tall with your shoulders back, a smile on your face because you're letting your vibe out to the people around you. Mm. It's letting yourself be seen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I, you, you don't care anymore. But first like you've got to see yourself, haven't you? Absolutely. Completely That's agree. the main key. You've got to see yourself first to get to that next step. Everything is a step and it takes time. It takes so much time. Like I said to you guys prior to the podcast, I've been on my own for five and a half years. And, you know, it's not commitment issues. It's nothing like that now. Like we've had to go through so much healing to get to the mm. point we are now to be comfortable to do our solo dating mm. and yeah. give the I, advice to other people. So, yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that one. It's a definite journey. I'm coming up to seven years single. And yep. in the beginning, I never gave myself permission to... Yep. Um, to spend money on myself and to spend Absolutely. time on myself because as much as I'm actually quite a confident person and I did genuinely probably have a quite a good sense of self um, love, even from the beginning, um, mm -hmm. I had to work on taking that, that step further and not only really embracing that love for myself, but allowing myself to have things that for a very long time I was told that that would be like we were saying before selfish to do um yeah. and things like I knew I could make time for myself but I didn't want to spend money on myself because I'm a really low income you know person and I have three little people who desperately need everything under the sun and mm. it, and it felt very um almost neglectful of me to go and spend $15 on a movie ticket yep when I had three little people who needed that and I had to really get over that and allow myself permission to say, mm. no, I'm allowed to do this for me. And I love yeah. myself enough to get out there and to do something that might cost a little bit of money, or even if it's a free activity, like going for a walk, that there might be four loads of washing at home, but mm. I'm allowed this three hours in my weekend, you know, which I don't get very often when I don't have kids yeah. to go and take myself on the, you know, could you to Bondi walk or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, yeah. And it really is. It's about developing that self-love and developing that permission to to have a space that's just for you, you know. Absolutely. And how good is it, like, um, that you can find a piece of jewellery or be sitting there when you've got a kid-free weekend and you're like, oh, I'm going to go do this, and you can actually get up, get dressed and just walk out the door. Yeah. You're not screaming at a kid yeah. to get dressed, get your shoes on, do this, do that. Best so, thing uh, ever. Oh, and then, but the thing is, I love it when, you know, you can go into perfume shops and 
or something like that. Just that little luxury thing that you don't mm. have to spend it, but it's just the smelling and the emote, um, like. And there's not four little hands going touch, 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 break, and you're like, oh my god, yes, yeah. <laughs> but it's just taking that time out and just going, oh, back into yourself, and you've got to, you know, finding out who you truly are, like find, discovering yourself again, and give, like you, you said, Emily, lose. it's that permission to go. I'm okay to be me. It's okay. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, our sense of self when we have kids definitely shifts. You lose a lot of who you are. Like even partners yes, totally. from more of my friends who have babies because um, I had kids quite a lot earlier than most of my friends. So a lot of them are having kids now or just yeah. in the last few years. And I warned them and I warned them, but as much as I warned them, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't understand it till you've been through it. And they desperately miss those aspects of themselves that they had before kids, which you just don't have time or energy for after no matter how yeah. hard you try and building yeah. that back up again and allowing yourself to have that space to build that yeah. back up again and remembering what you like. Like, mm. you know, you can sit alone and be like, God, what did I used to do? I don't even know how to fill my time. What do I actually <laughs> like as a person? <laughs> you, and know? You, know, you, you think back when you were younger prior to kids, you're like, yep, I'm going to go do this. And you're like, no, if I go yeah. on a drink now, it's going to take me three weeks to recover. Exactly. Oh so like it, might be, it might not be the same thing you did before, but it has to be something that you connect with that gives you meaning. Yeah. Like for me, for me, I love the ocean and being outdoors. So yep. it can, if I don't have any money or if I don't have much time, I can just go and do a quick visit to the ocean. And it might just be yep. drive there, sit in my car with a coffee and mm -hmm. watch the ocean for 15 minutes. That could be all it is. On other days, it could be a three-hour walk and a swim. You know, yeah. it depends on the day and the moment and the week and yeah. how much kid-free time I have or, you know, what mental state I'm in or how much load I've got going on yeah. at home. Um, other times I might not have any kid-free time or just too much going on. So it might be a home activity like what Danielle was saying before yeah. where, you know, I go, actually, yeah. I've been a bit, you know, on edge all day. I might light some candles and have a shower yeah. and then take myself to bed with a vibrator, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Why> okay. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure that I did that before solo dating, but it's the mentality around it that yes. that is the space yeah. and I make it romantic the same as I would if I had yeah. a partner. And I'm entitled to that. I'm entitled yeah. to still be a sexual person oh my god yeah, absolutely no so it's definitely like the mentality around the activity and it yeah. doesn't have to be a paid activity or a kid-free no. day no absolutely no. And, and you can take five minutes sorry Claire you can just take no. like five minutes out of the day that's what I've learned over being on myself for so long like you would understand this too um is that now it's when you've got that permission to yourself to go let go of everything. It's okay. It's you, you're you. But I've found now and touching on what Danielle said before about that self-love, self-care and everything like that, you, what we've got to remember too is um, we wake up and we show up every single day for ourselves and mm. our children. We determine our actions and train of thought every second of the day. If something doesn't suit your life or lifestyle, we have the luxury to change it on a whim and the children are so resilient they go with the flow as well and yeah. we as going through such a strong process we have the ability to say and explain things to these kids as well when these changes happen um like mean anything at all in any aspect within yourself physically mentally locations or anything like that but that self-love is just so imperative, exactly what Danielle was saying before. You know, there's times that um, when I started being able to have kid-free time because my son's dad obviously lives um, a fair distance away, so it, there was a time that um, for about three, four years, it was oh, I'll see him two to three nights every um, 12 weeks. So mm. it was that, you know, that drained out feeling, obviously. Um, and then when it came to the crunch time, when it was that situation, it was like, I don't feel like doing anything, nothing mm. at all. Um, but it was more so once you've gone through that little process, you sort of can snap yourself out of it and go, no, I'm going to have a foot spa tonight. I'm going to have a medi-pedi, do it myself. I'm going to watch... Fifty Shades of Grey, Magic Mike, XXL. Oh my god! Oh my god! Bridgerton um, just did it for me, so don't even uh, go there. Like I'm, you know, I'm a happy girl after Bridgerton. That's all I can say. Oh, oh my god! I had to Google if those scenes were real. 
Claire. Oh, like, okay. I literally, I was like, are these sex scenes real in Bridgerton? Like, oh, far out. I don't out. know, but they looked real, so that's okay. Yeah, I me. know, but they weren't. <laughs> and I thought, oh, God. Apologies for anyone who uh, hasn't seen it, but if, if you're feeling um, needful, then um, yeah, please go Thirsty. and uh, yeah. So, oh, that would be yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you just went Thirsty. there. <laughs> yeah, no, all good, all good. No, look, I I I, no, I hear everything you say, and um, everything you're saying is awesome. And like some days, I think um, Heather, you touched on it about you know some days you're not feeling great or fantastic mm. and you just like I've had some really black days in the last mm. well black months black weeks in the yeah. last three years and when I have uh when I don't have my son it's like and I'm just feeling as though I just want to not get out of bed and sit under the covers I just go out for a walk it doesn't yeah. cost me anything and I put a podcast on or mm. I put music on and I go out for a walk and that's yeah. the me special me time you know, I mean, it's quite funny, Danielle, saying about um, talking to herself in the car because I put yeah. music on it. Like, I, I've yeah. always loved to dance. I put music mm-hmm. on as loud as I can. God knows what the neighbours say. And I dance around the house. Yeah, same. Because it's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I think one of the things that seems to be a common thread here is it ebbs and flows, but it's about flipping the script. And, yeah. you know, we've had that opportunity where we can reinvent things, but it's yeah. a practice. And yes. the good thing about it is that even once you start flexing those muscles, you can continually reinvent and up your game. And yeah. if you start treating yourself and talking to yourself like a person you're falling in love with, you just yeah. continually find new ways to celebrate yourself and that's I guess another definition of solo dating it's nothing to do with whether you're dating someone or whether you're single divorced or married I think we should all solo date for the rest of our lives regardless of our relationship status but it's a practice and to all those women who are just wrapping their heads around it and trying to do it and whatever it's it's something that you get better at with time yeah. and you yeah. and it's a very personal definition you have to find your own definition and what works for you and what works for your life and your circumstances but i guarantee once you kind of that match is is sparked it will yeah. just keep growing yeah i'm absolutely i'm, in, I'm interested in um like cuz there's that that element that you're talking about of it's a practice and you build those muscles in terms of the emotional and psychological muscles, but there's also the very practical element of it. Yeah, totally. How to actually fit it in and how to do it. And that takes time as well. And like, I know for me, a few little tips and tricks that I do. So if I'm going to a restaurant, particularly a new or a nicer, busier restaurant, and I really want to try the food, I will do a couple of things. Like I'll ring ahead and make sure I book and I make sure I book for one so that I don't get there and have that awkward conversation of, oh, no, there's no one else. Can I ask, <laughs> can I ask a question here that I'm interested in? Because this is something I haven't done yet. But when you do it and you go out to dinner by yourself, do you get dressed for your date like you would yeah. be if you were meeting a, a, an you know, someone you're dating. Do you, you know, put on a fancy dinner. dress? Yeah. And do I, you go at night or is it just during the day? Like these are both. So right, yeah, okay. I tend to um I'm a uni student, a full-time uni student. So um and I do have every second weekend off, but I work the majority of that weekend usually. So for me it's very much a get it in where I can, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so some weeks um I end up probably going out maybe once a term or twice a term, depending on the budget, um, to a proper, you know, nice meal. Um, And it will sometimes be a lunch on a weekday, which is much less confronting. And I actually wish I'd started that way. Mm. Um, I started with like a Saturday night out by myself and it was very (laughs) cool. Yeah, a lot of people. There was a lot of dates, a lot of groups, and I felt you dived in there. Yeah, Yeah. I luckily I had my book, so I did have a shield to start with. But I, in hindsight, I wish I'd started on a weekday lunch because it is a lot less confronting. Um, and there's actually a lot more people out by themselves. There's a lot of um elderly people who go out by themselves who are obviously either widowed or solo. Um, so you're not the only one during the week. Whereas on a Friday or Saturday night, you tend to be, you know, not maybe the only one, but it's a lot less. Um, I, um, I tend to dress up for the venue. So I am not a super, super girly dressy person. I'm a bit more on the like funky end of fashion anyway. Um, but if I'm going to a nicer restaurant, I might wear 
a skirt with docks as opposed to ripped jeans with docks. So I do, you know, there is yeah, some yeah. level of appropriateness. Um, I don't wear makeup pretty much ever. So that sort of doesn't happen unless it's super fancy. Um, but yeah, there is definitely like a level of, I want to feel comfortable in the venue I'm in and not stand out any more than I already probably yeah. feel, feel so like. So to I feel am. comfortable. She dresses yeah. to feel comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, I mean, look, I started, I started off with coffee shops. Because yeah. it was just easy. It's you go there, you can go at brunch in the afternoon. I, when I was, I tend to work in a coffee shop as well. So I'll take my laptop and I'll go mm. and, um, and work in them basically. And that's quite easy to just sit there, have a coffee, watch what's going on. Great to catch up on what's going on in the magazines or what's going on in the newspaper and just do it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I have done bars on my own, which is okay. And not as freaky as it sounds. Did you, um, did you pick more? up? Yeah, did you pull more because <laughs> you were on your own? No, because I just, I'm not like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to say this. I'm not bothered. I'm really like, <laughs> at the end, like I can't You're at think that point, of Claire. anything. Well done. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, but I am. And even in my normal, like even like coffee shop, like, yeah. Yeah. anywhere like I'm just not bothered and maybe I'm too old to put it bluntly I cannot be asked right yeah I've heard it all I've seen it all yeah it's interesting how you say that you know you're not out there to do that I think when you're going out by yourself you do give off quite a um distinct energy that you're not, not keep um, away from me interested. yeah this is my vibe <laughs> yeah don't come I'm... near me keep away yeah yeah well and uh, nobody could see what Laura sorry was doing sorry there, but that's okay that's fine she was just doing it's my fuck off vibe the, the two finger thing which <laughs> yeah is unfortunately girls i'm gonna have to put a caveat around this this is a bit racy and a bit sweary it's all what i love but you know it's an it's 18 plus episode yeah 18 plus <laughs> emily can i ask yeah. something uh, to all the people who haven't done the dinner thing by themselves and you mentioned how confronting it was it sounds like you've had a journey just within that kind of um whole sphere of it so you've started kind of you dived in deep and just went for the dinner by yourself on a Friday or Saturday and then you've done the lunch but you had you had a shield you said you had your book with you so now have you got to a place because you've traveled through that journey where you no longer need a shield yeah. and how do you feel compared to that first really confronting experience now that you've practiced this and you yeah. flex those muscles I'm really interested to hear you know the, the what you what's been the journey for you well okay. how have you landed it actually is quite a recent thing that I suppose I've transitioned over to that I no longer take a book with me um, or I do have a book in my bag generally because I just always carry one. So usually, what do you do? It doesn't come out. I sit there. <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoy my food. I think that's part of it for me. So you're this... present in the moment? Is yes, that what you're yeah. doing? Yeah. And yeah. I don't, I used to get very nervous um, and I used to, I used to crave it and need the time and then get there and get a bit panicky and stressed and sort of second guess myself, but push myself through it because I wanted, I knew that it was healthy and I wanted to get to a place where it was more comfortable. So I'd sit in that discomfort. It's a bit like, you know, how if you stay where you are and you stay comfortable, you never grow. Um, yep. I really felt like I needed to sit with that. So I'd sit with my book and I'd kind of hide and I'd go, I want to go but I'm going to stay because I know I need to do this. Um, and then what happened is obviously over time, I started to really focus more on me rather than what I was doing. So it was more like, oh, what do I want to eat? I really want to try this meal or what do I feel like? Okay. And I think about what I've done in the week or I have, cause I don't have a lot of headspace generally um, because I study. So my brain is constantly in overload um, and then add, you know, three kids and their life. It's my brain, you know, during the week doesn't have a lot of me time. So sitting there without a book, allowing myself to decompress became my favorite part of it. Um, and I, you know, I focus on the menu. I really enjoy what I've ordered. I really enjoy the atmosphere and the experience in the room. Um, I, I watch other people, like Claire was saying before, I find that fascinating. <laughs> and um, I'm a bit of a, like, I love my reading. I love English. So I sometimes even narrate their conversations in my head, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and I also try and learn, obviously, from other people's experience as well. Or I, you know, I watch um, the way women are interacting or um, partners are interacting and I sort of think of you know about my own experience and not necessarily compare but try and analyze I guess 
you know, some um, truths about myself and some mistakes or some places I've wanted to grow. And I just really focus on me and my life and um, being present in that moment and feeling happy and complete as well. I think there's this real sense in my life um, where I spend a lot of time being disappointed um, in partners, you know, oh, I didn't get roses on Valentine's Day, or not necessarily roses, but something, you know, or I didn't get, um, you know, a special dinner date for my birthday, or there was no effort really put in a lot of the time. And I constantly felt disappointed because I'd set up these expectations. I don't even know where they came from, whether it was society or wherever movies and stuff that this is the way I should have a partner and the relationship should work. So I started doing that stuff for myself. So I wasn't disappointed, I guess. And it's like, you know, we have um, Freedom Day in my house. So that's the very big day of the year where we celebrate the anniversary of my separation. Um, and wow. we call it Freedom Day. <laughs> so on that day, I buy myself roses or flowers the night before. So I wake up to flowers. Um, I will sometimes, if I have enough money, I'll buy a little gift um, and we go out to dinner. And that's a night I go out with the kids, but it's, it's still a date night for me because it's a date night with the kids where we celebrate something that's yep. for me and that's special to me. Like you would celebrate your anniversary with your partner, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of sitting. There's a lot going on in my brain, but it probably wouldn't look like a lot from the outside, and I really enjoy the food. <laughs> and how, how do you feel about yourself now, having done that, compared to where you were with, you know, where's your relationship with yourself changed where you can just sit there, soak it in, be really present and treat yourself in this way compared to the, the first kind of nerve, nervous, anxious person who yeah. turned up, who had a book as a shield and was doing it because she should rather than because, you know, she wanted yeah. to. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more self-love in my life. I definitely have dropped a lot, not just in the actual moment of the solo dating, but generally in my life, I've dropped a lot of things, a bit like what Heather was saying. I don't wear makeup anymore. Um, I don't, um, and that's a personal choice. It's not like everybody else should not wear makeup, but it was something that I was doing for myself because I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel adequate. And having that confidence that I've developed over the period of time and really being comfortable with myself and um, allowing myself to not um, get stressed about being judged moved me to a point where I am a lot more confident as a person. I'm a lot more happy. I don't look for relationships all the time. I used to date, actively date constantly. I would be on dating apps all the time. I would always be, you know, going on fun dates. And it wasn't necessarily looking for a relationship. I was just looking for something to fill the space. Yep. yep. And I don't, I don't do that anymore. I don't fill the space. I, yep. I'm happy by myself. I'm happy being in that space and sitting in that space and having quiet moments and having dinners and stuff. And I haven't actively dated in over uh, probably about 18 months now yep. um, because I don't need to, I don't need that space filled. Yeah. I love that. that. That's, yeah. that's so true. Emily, I don't know about you other ladies, but that is what I found. Once you've gone through that next relationship after your marriage breakup or whatever, I don't know if you guys experienced it. Uh, yeah. But you yeah. know what, that when you break up, have such a massive breakup or impact in your life, there's that that void you were just talking about, Emily, is like, it's like, yeah, it's like a hole or a void that needs to be filled because that is something that we have been accustomed to for such a long period of time mm. that when we get out of that normal, what we would think being in a marriage and doing all the wife stuff that we had to do, that when we go, um, that that's what has to be filled we don't know any other way when we come out of that situation. There's not, I don't know of any women that come out of a marriage and all of a sudden go straight into self-love. Oh, I love myself. Or, oh, no, well, maybe they did prior to coming out of marriage. I don't know. But there was that void that had to be filled. You don't have to fill that void. There is so many things to, in today's society that's so accessible on everyone's level. Um, to go down that, that path of rediscovering yourself instead of jumping straight back into another relationship. Just put, pump the brakes and look after you. Discover yourself again. Um, there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of programming, I think, in our brains that we're taught yes. from a very young age that we um, 
that we need to have a functioning relationship to be of value and Correct. that we have this role as wives or partners and um, service, um, you know, supporters. And that's a very, very female-driven mindset, and, you know. And so do you guys then think that solo dating, I mean, we're like we've, we've all done it, but a lot of us, I mean, you know, there was definitely some of us who didn't realise we were doing solo dating, but that, mm. like solo dating um, isn't really like, you know, uh, a lot of, ladies uh don't think about solo dating or don't even understand solo dating because it's not in our um not in our well not in our makeup is not the right word um god it's It's not something it's not something that's presented to us from a young age as normal or common. Yeah. There's no role modeling of it in TV shows. There's no, you know, unless you've had a single mum who practiced it or an auntie or something like that, you wouldn't really have seen it as a young person. Mm. So that mm. those ideas have to come from somewhere. We have to learn it from somewhere. Yeah. Cause Danielle, and- you, you first asked the question, um, which is why we're all here sitting here talking about it. Like what made you ask the question? Um, I was exploring it myself internally. And I think whenever I read that particular group, there's always something that pops up that has occurred to me. I've thought and maybe haven't, you know, actually voiced. Um, and solo dating, when I first heard it kind of felt like I've got to go out and sit in a restaurant by myself and Mm -hmm. have dinner, Mm. but I don't think it is. And that doesn't necessarily Mm. always work for my lifestyle, you know, whether it comes down to timing or budget or whatever kids, you know, there are a lot of different things, but I asked it because I really wanted to investigate it in myself. I wanted to flex those muscles. I wanted to start doing it. And I guess I wanted the group to kind of, you know, come back and say, I'm doing it too. I didn't want to feel like this crazy lady just doing it myself. Um, But part of the appeal for me, and I think we've all kind of touched on it, is it's self-discovery, it's Mm self-acceptance, it's giving yourself permission. But also it's, it's really interesting the way you can keep it can keep growing. It's not something that you start doing and you go, Oh yeah, I've got this down pat. Like, you know, for example, you, you might start getting dressed up more when you go out to dinner and it's, there's, there's a huge amount of growth when you take yourself out of your comfort zone and you start doing things that challenge you. But you know, if, if you were in a relationship and that partner said, Hey, let's go out to dinner. You know, you wouldn't go, Oh no, I'm not doing that. That's a bit confronting, but we do do that with ourselves. And I think, Part of that is the grief that comes of a broken relationship, but also as our role as mothers, you know, we're so conditioned to be selfless and it's almost like the more selfless you are, the better the mother you are. When mm. actually the reverse is true. The Mara, reverse yeah. is true. I was going to say Mara. I, yeah, the yeah. reverse is true because, you know, we're steering that ship and if we go down, the whole ship goes down with us. And we're Mm. also role modeling to our children that you've got to love yourself first before you can love someone else. And that doesn't mean we don't love our kids, you know, enough. It's the opposite is true. So I, I, I it's flipping the script. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry, Emily. Um, Has anyone had their kids mention anything about you going out, doing your solo dating, looking after yourself as such? Yeah, my daughter talks about it quite a bit um, because I suppose she hears people saying, just like questioning, does mum have a boyfriend or anything? And she'll just be like, mum, are you going to your yoga tonight? Like she wants to know what I'm doing when she's not with me. And um, she got FOMO. Um, So (laughs) she'll be like, did you go to the beach without me? She'll see pictures in my phone. And I do the same thing as Emily. I'll drive to the beach. I'm Mm. Pisces, so I'm water-based. And I'll be like, yeah, I drove to the beach and ate at that really great vegan cafe. And I sat there for, I tanned and I'm naughty. I know I should have put sunscreen on, but I didn't. And it's just that that moment she will just be like, oh, that's just something mum does. And I hope that when she gets... 18, 21, 24, when we all yeah. learn the things that we should be doing in life. And, you know, I hope that she thinks I can just do all of these things by myself. I say to her all the time, <laughs> you can have all the things mummy has and you don't need to have someone right next to you. Yeah. Doesn't that give you a spring in your step to know that oh, you're like... Me, I've got to be sad just listening to you. I was like so proud. I was like, yeah, I'm so proud for just 
new world for me it's you're a bit validating of a new yourself world. yeah you're validating yeah. yourself and your role and everything and you're modeling to your child that yes. this is yeah. what a woman should you know should actually do not all the mm. stuff you know that we're told like fuck yeah. that shit you don't need to listen to it yeah. you need yeah. to make it up yourself yeah, yeah and I, I, really. I, love, I love everything that you guys are saying because you're like each and every one of you have different backgrounds mm-hmm. you uh you know some of you are living in the same state but you're all in different places um some of us are in different states but we all listening to you today we all are strong women who have control of what we're doing who are giving a positive message to our kids boys or girls mm-hmm. and um and we're def- we're going out there and doing it as best you know we're you know none of us are perfect and none of us have said no. we're perfect you know we all have our up days and our down days and I'm sure the kids press our buttons and you know all of those sort of things but we're all going out there and thriving and surviving and moving forward yeah. which is just yeah. you know <laughs> With the kid role modelling thing as well, like um, you mentioned with your daughter, I think initially my thought was the same. Oh, I want to role model this for my daughter. I want her to be a healthy, vibrant young woman who does the same for herself. But I also realised as well is I have two boys and Mm. if they end up in heterosexual relationships, I don't ever want them to repeat a cycle that I've had done to me, which is, um, you know, the burnout of being a female side of a heterosexual relationship and I I want them to um, empower their partners if they are women to have time for themselves to understand that that is normal and not only normal but facilitate it you know for their partners and um, and that equality that comes from both genders having the same expectation of women you know it's not just that I want my daughter to be empowered I want my men you know my sons to empower women as well and the only way they're going to know how to do that is if they see it you know so it is one of those things they might not necessarily um understand what I do when they're not with me but what will happen is when we come home um if they come home on a Monday night after the the weekend away with dad I um I might say how was your weekend and I've taught them you know sometimes they didn't used to ask when they were smaller but I've taught them to say you're going to ask mommy how her weekend was too yes no um to make them aware that I am a person and not just mum, you know, and so they'll ask me and now they ask me um, because they have, you know, they've developed that skill and so they'll say, oh, how was your weekend, mum? And I'll mm-hmm. say, oh, mummy did this and then did this. So I'm telling them what I did over the weekend, whether it was a walk or a swim or I went out for yeah. dinner or I tried this really good restaurant and more often than not I'll get the, oh, can we come next time? We want to go to the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> My daughter will say, I missed out or I'll visit family yeah. that she loves or I'll visit a certain place and she'll say, out to me yeah out to me <laughs> and that's that's an interesting thing to navigate in itself is to yeah. you know to not feel guilty that you didn't take your kids and that's yeah. okay too and I will say to them things like oh that's a bit more of a grown-up place maybe when you're older we can go together or yeah. um this is something that mummy just had to do for herself that was special yeah. you know because you had special time with that you know yeah not feeling guilty even in that moment is hard to develop as well yeah that's yeah. another yeah. muscle you've got to flex and and yeah. you know develop over time imagine yeah. if we had good budgets I was just thinking as you were oh talking Imagine if we had oh. good budget. I'd be in a hotel. Like, I think that's a good, that. a good way to do it. I've done that. I mean, <laughs> like, if you had a good budget, like, you know, probably none of us do have, we're single mums, but mm. it's a good way to work towards because I think when you haven't got huge budgets, you actually yeah. have to come up with a better, more creative solution. Yes. So that might be another way I start thinking of it, aiming high, but then, yeah. okay, I can't afford that, so I'm going to yeah. reinvent it. Or goal yeah. setting. I do goal setting for my birthday. Yeah. Um, I just recently went and stayed at the coast and I stayed in a very nice hotel and I did Good all the you. things I wanted to, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you get gone for, Lauren? Only one How night, long? but um, it but was a enough. glorious 48 hours. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that's enough. That's enough. It was amazing. I'm- I'm very yeah. curious about that because that's my next my next wow. personal goal for solo dating is to move from um, you know like a dinner or a walk or whatever yeah. to going away and there's a yoga retreat um, that I've really wanted to do for ages yeah. and they do yes. sort of like two nights um, and for me that step of um, you know there's a big difference for me of having the kids at dad's house which for me is only three streets away oh um, right yeah to going an hour or two or three hours or more Mm. away and actually having the confidence and the trust that I can leave them and be further away and still be relaxed. And I think, 
you know, that's quite an interesting part of solo dating. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of like, I'm, I guess, in a relationship, a co-parenting relationship where I trust my ex. And I think for a lot of people that might be a barrier to solo dating is how far can you go in terms of your own relaxation if you're not okay with where your kids are you yeah. know I mean I only went to a, a town that's you know obviously got internet and phone and everything and mm. I knew very well and we had been there on previous holidays as a family and yeah. but I wanted to change I wanted to still love that place and I wanted yeah. to be by the ocean but I think this is a huge thing for me so I wanted to be somewhere beautiful by the ocean and do a yeah. bit of fitness because that's Ooh. what I do now. And um, I also just wanted to be disconnected from my house and housework and yeah. literally yeah. focus on myself. So I just went to a major town, but I didn't say where I would normally stay. I stayed somewhere beautiful and it was expensive, but I don't care. And um, yeah. I literally just spent the time in myself. And I mean, yeah. I trust that she will be fine. It's only an hour and 15 minutes away. Um, yeah. And yeah. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. Do you awesome. have that change of scenery as well? Yes. And normally I would drive there and drive home and, it, you know, it's two hours worth of driving, but I stayed there and I did it for my birthday. So it was a goal. And then, yeah. yeah. No, and I, I, think, I think you've got to set, I've got, I think you've got to set these little goals. Yeah. Um, to well big goals because you know if you haven't got the money going away for a night is a, is a big goal do you know what I yeah. mean but like yeah. yeah I think you've got to set these goals and um yeah look oh it like it sounds like heaven to me because it's like awesome. going away and having you know and just spending time on your own and doing your own stuff like even watching Netflix for me and being able to choose what I watch on Netflix yeah. yes great. do you know what I mean yes. but look look ladies look I've got to call it a day there um yep. but look thank you um it's been awesome chatting so look thank you thank you everyone for everything that you've done and um cool well cool. mate I'll get in contact with you to have a chat about another subject yeah. all good bye, I hope you're bye ladies lovely to meet you thank you bye <laughs> see, you. see you later bye, bye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast, or for links, resources, and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey, and Twitter. Have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.